Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right now, though, it is time for our Saturday Session Legion segment as uh, we... Uh, are delighted every Saturday to be joined by a fine New Zealand athlete, player, coach, team. Talk about careers, moments in sport that are legendary. We're going to uh, go under the hood of squash, which Grant and I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, we, we have a fear of confined spaces anyway, um, and generally they have to crowbar us, not out. They have to push us in, push us into our little cupboard in our Wellington studio in Petone. Uh, this is all in association with Somerset, think legendary Keith and Somerset Retirement Villages. Shelley Kitchen has racked up uh, quite a few milestones in her career. Let's start off with the, I always get these wrong, don't laugh at me. Shelley Kitchen, MNZM. Did I get that right? Of course, yeah. um, order of merit, order of merit. But uh, world champion uh, in double squash, Commonwealth Games medalist, world team championship medalist as well, just to name a few, and she's dropped by on the program like this Saturday. Shelley, thanks so much for joining us. Do we find you in fine form? Good morning, Shelley. Morning, morning. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Where are you at the moment? I am in Auckland at the moment. Um, nice. For the weekend. Oh. So, um, yeah, oh, the, so the, now I'm intrigued for the weekend. For the weekend, what uh, what down to party? Anything exciting lined up for the weekend? Grant and I don't have a life anymore, so we live vicariously through others. Um, yeah, my daughter had her school ball last night and prize giving, and she dances as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, so lots going on. We moved to Whangarei, um about four weeks ago from Auckland, so still sort of trying to disconnect at the moment from Auckland which is quite hard, especially at this time of year. But, um, yeah, so slowly sort of moving back home on my way back up up north to Kaitaia. So, Shelley, were there some stern words with your daughter's date as to what time she was to be home and um, the exact rules of engagement? <laughs> well, she's 10. <laughs> so, um, so she had a, yes, a, a, a primary school slash intermediate school ball. So, um, yeah, I picked her up at 8.30. But, um, yeah, she had a, had a great 8.30? Time. Oh, okay. 8.30, that's late. It's a bit late. This is it? a true story. My mother used to make me go to bed at 8.30 when I was 16 years of age. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> May God rest her soul, you know? <laughs> is that why you enjoy commentating up at the early hours? Yeah, you can't wait like to that. do a T20 it, till 3 a.m. Yeah, something like that. So you're going back to where it all began. Of course, uh, you know, proudly from uh, Titai Tokorau, of course, um, that's where it all started. But how young did you pick up a squash racket in anger? Um, I probably started playing squash when I was about two years old. So just sort of um, wow. my mum played and my sister played as well. And it was really, uh, really strong sport in Kaitaia um, many years ago, like really strong club. We had lots of sort of New Zealand representatives. Um, yeah, it was just quite a popular thing to do in Kaitaia. My mum was the club captain, so she ran, ran all the tournaments. Um, but I think I probably first started sort of just hitting, hitting the ball against our carport um, in the early mornings. <laughs> so I yeah, probably didn't really sort of, yeah, the neighbours probably didn't really, weren't really impressed with that. But um, yeah, I definitely started yeah, when I was very young. 
Shelley, uh, uh, we, I was talking with our producer, Ben Francis, earlier, and we were talking about um, he loves his darts, passionate about darts. I was obviously passionate about cricket. And when you talk about hitting the ball against, you know, the carports early morning, I was always up. I had the ball on a string, and I used to, you know, be able to hit this cricket ball in a string, and it would come back to me. So I didn't need anyone to throw to me. And I, I would do this for hours. I'm sure I drove my parents and neighbors crazy about it. But what we spoke about was that passion inside you, that you, this fire. You don't know where it comes from. You can't explain it. But you wake up every morning and you, you, all you think about is, how can I be the best I can possibly be at that sport? Is that something that you had from a young age? And can you remember the age that I guess you recognized that, that passion for wanting to be the best squash player you could possibly be? Yeah, I think so. I think when I first started playing, I just loved yeah, hitting a ball. And it was squash because that's where my family sort of hung out a lot. And then um, my sister played as well. So I think, I think I really got the bug and wanted to sort of be the world champion, I guess, when I was about 14 years old. But up until then, um, we couldn't actually play any tournaments until, 10, until we were 10 years old at my squash club, which is probably quite good because if I played any earlier, I possibly could have sort of burnt out and, and not played, you know, for as long as I did. So um, waiting until we were 10 was, was actually a really good move. For me, um, got got wasted really when I first played. It started playing New Zealand junior tournaments um, and any national events right up until I was sort of 13, 14. So, um, but yeah, probably when I was about 14, 15, I decided I want to sort of yeah go as far as I could and playing squash. It was just a, a big dream for me. Really, never really thinking I would sort of get close. Um, and saying that I wasn't close to even being world champion in singles, but <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, being on the tour was yeah it was fun. Met lots of people, go to some amazing places, um, but yeah, and, and sort of have lifelong friends. Friends, I think that's probably um, yeah the most I got out from out of playing squash. Yeah, but you, you won a whole heap through those teenage, teenage years once you did start competing, and, I, and I'm just reading uh, the list here. Uh, squash NZ, their website provide career highlights. New Zealand under-13 champ, under-15 champ, under-17 champ, even won the Australian under-17 champs. Uh, New Zealand under-19 <laughs> twice, under-21 three times. Man, there w- would have been right. a whole heap of expectation on you a- as a teenager. How did you cope with that? Was it, you know, you loved it, you just loved competing, you loved winning, or was there a bit of pressure on you at that stage that, you know, squash could become something for you professionally? Yeah, I, I never really felt the pressure when I was sort of in my teenage years, and I don't know why, I think, um, you know, I just played because I just love playing and, you know, I love meeting lots of people, love the travelling, I love training and I love just playing squash. So I didn't really feel the pressure. You know, if I lost a few times, that was that was okay. My parents never put any pressure on me at all and always supported me. Um, we had a really good club in Kaitaia and we had, like I said before, we had junior representatives before me um, and then our team our New Zealand under-19 team, the three of us were from Kaitaia, and then we came runners-up to England in 1997 in Brazil. Um, so, yeah, we just had, yeah, lots of support up there. All went away together to tournaments, and, yeah, it was just really fun. So I didn't really feel the pressure at all, and even when I played them professionally, um, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you're disappointed, you lose, but um, yeah, that's not the only reason why I played was to win, because, you know... You'd stop playing pretty quickly if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I didn't really find find too much pressure um, sort of through those teenage years. You're a pretty relaxed individual by the sounds. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I probably just get that from my parents. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm pretty relaxed. And yeah, and like I said, it just yeah, it didn't really seem to have such too much pressure on on me when I played, which was good. But we, you know, we didn't really have social media back then, and people making comments about performances and things like that. So well, I definitely played in a different era to to now. Um, yeah, which I think sort of made made it made me more relaxed. Yeah, made a little bit more relaxed environment to play sport than it is probably now. Shelley, one of the things I, I read up on is that you you realised that you weren't really a big fan of team sports for whatever reason. That you felt that um, <laughs> you, you had destiny was in your own hands. I, I remember reading that if you played an individual sport, however, you did, did succeed at uh, double squash, and I can't imagine playing double squash in that confined court space I, you know but too fast man have you seen double squash it is oh. so ridiculously fast Grant. i don't know where you'd stand uh, you'd get in the way all the time uh, obstruction yeah. uh but how did you enjoy obviously the the side of playing squash by yourself uh that you know single sort of sports uh but then also doubles what, what was the difference um yeah so i sort of doubles was quite late in my career um like I never played played doubles when I was a junior really coming through. It wasn't until it was introduced to the Commonwealth Games in 1996. And then I think I went to the Commonwealth Games in Manchester in 2002 was when I first played doubles sort of internationally. Um, the court is bigger, so um, which makes a difference. It's, yeah, it's not, not so confined, I guess, than, you know, four people on a singles court. So um, it was just... I had really good doubles partners actually when I played. I played with Glenn Wilson in the mix, and he he um, sort of won a gold medal with Leilani Joyce um, at the Commonwealth Games before I played with him. So I was lucky to have really good partners. Then I went on to play with Tamsin Levy, who I played all through my junior and senior career as well. So I think um, yeah, I just gelled with my partners really. Like I said, I was quite relaxed. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot different to individuals. It was actually quite nice to have someone out, out there on the court with with me, and I could sort of say yours, yours, or mine, mine. Um, and <laughs> just yeah, um, yeah, that was quite good. But um, when I was sort of younger, I tried to play netball, but there was always a clash with netball and squash in the weekends. So then obviously I I chose squash. So um, yeah. Thing with individually, it was just up to me really train whenever I want, organise my own games, and have to rely on anyone else really to sort of um, play. Um, yeah, the sport that I love. So I think that's how I, why I gravit- gravitated more to squash than, than netball when I was younger. Shelly, it sounds like the club, the Kaitai club, was probably the most instrumental in your, your love of the sport. But can you uh, put your finger on who was? probably the most motivating person for you behind your career and someone that um, either you admired or someone that really pushed you to be the best you could possibly be um, in squash? Um, you know, I just grew up watching Susan DeVoy, Dame Susan DeVoy. Um, yeah. I used to video, video, like in the old days. Oh, video how good. <laughs> and then, um, you know, then put a video in, or VCR, I think it was, and just watch it, like, you know, right now a hundred times I probably watched her play um, back then, just replay, the, you know, the whole time. So that was pretty amazing, you know, watching her play. Um, but Did you try to copy her got... as a player? Oh, no, not really, because she was so good. You know, I never thought. Yeah. Um, I, I probably, like, she had a really amazing backhand drop. 
which everyone, obviously, everyone spoke about and knew about, but yeah. my short game really wasn't very good, and I couldn't ever really drop Yeah, okay, like, fair enough. I get it. you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's like, <laughs> you'd be stupid to try and imitate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sort of had the ball to the back, and then she just put an amazing drop. So, no, it was just more just, I don't know what gravitated me towards. I guess she was just winning all the time, and, and, and winning. I loved the game at the time. So, um, uh, yeah, but also, yeah, we had... Yeah, like I said, we had New Zealand representatives performing at the Kaitai Squash Club, so we're always sort of, and we had really popular sort of tournaments too. So Dame Susan used to come up to our Kaitai tournament, Summer Open. Um, yeah, so, and we had the New Zealand Nationals in Kaitai, I remember when I was maybe about 10. Um, you know, so all those, all those things were kind of quite instrumental to me while I was growing up. Um, Louise Rogers, she represented New Zealand before me. Then she came back to um, Kaitai and she coached us. And she was actually pregnant at the time and nine months pregnant and actually coaching us on the court, <laughs> um, you know, feeding us balls. And that was every day. And, you know, for, for, for no, no money or anything like that, just because she loved to help us. So um, just having that kind of support, yeah, was really, yeah, I look back and, yeah, good memories for me. Tell us about the contest, being out there, you know, taking on some of the, very best uh, single squash players in the world because, you know, it's a it's a tight confine. The ball's pinging around. You're moving around left, right, forward, back. Bit of contact, sweating on each other, probably, um, you know, saying a few words. You know, how hot and heated does it get inside there? You know, it'd be sensory overload, would it not? Oh, yeah. You sort of just, there's not really much interaction between your players unless you... Um, there's probably more interaction with the re- referee or anything. Unless you're trying to wind your opponent up a little bit, you might kind of give them a bit of a nudge or block here and there, which was not really kind of my style. I was, yeah, I sort of just kept to myself a lot when I played. I didn't really sort of interact too much. So, but yeah, I sort of, I don't know. It's just really intense. It's, you know, you're just on there just giving it everything. Um, yeah, it's hard to remember really because I played professionally for about 10 years. Um, yeah, just really competitive, hard, you know, really hard. Sometimes yeah. you had your off days and you had no idea, you know, why, you know, why it just wasn't working or anything like, like that. So, you know, preparation was a really big thing for me. I just made sure you know, I could do everything I could basically to try and perform. So, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, full on game. I still play now. And I sort of try and play like how I used to, which is not very good at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, very badly. But, um, yeah, I, I think I still get that adrenaline rush definitely from playing now than, oh. yeah, the same as what I used to get. So, Fantastic. Um, your dad was a firefighter. He must have given you the mental aptitude and uh, tell you a few <laughs> things. Like, I, I, I know I do with my kids. I get them in the car and they can't go anywhere. And that's when I generally tell them what I think about how they should approach things and they can't run away or they'll roll their eyes. Um, but you must have got a lot yeah. from your dad in terms of uh, his his vocation. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, the fire brigade was definitely my, my dad's life and our life as well. Um, up there, they used to have so many calls and I used to remember him in the middle of the night, you know, going, going to a calls all the time. Um, and that was a big part of our life as well. I, I just think that, um, yeah, that volunteer volunteerism side of things, my dad, that definitely rubbed off to me probably more so now in my life. <laughs> um, you know, 
squash club captain, helping at the school as much as I can and really trying to give back to the sport as much as I can. Um, so I, th- I think that's where I think my dad's influence of being involved in the fire service has sort of rubbed off on me more so than, um, you know, when I was younger and him going to fires and stuff like that. So I probably didn't actually realise um, the uh, sort of the trauma, I guess, that my dad was going through going to sit with some of those fire calls and accidents and some of the stuff he used to see. Yeah. I was probably too busy at squash and do my own thing or going to school, or whatever. So, but he probably had that really well um, from us yeah. too. So, um, yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and gave you great context, I guess. You know, losing a squash game is, um, you know, no, nowhere near as bad as uh, some of the things he would have seen over the, uh, over the years for sure. Uh, what I'm amazed when we speak to our legends here, Shelly Kitchen is with us, we talk about her, her great squash career, is how sort of blasé a number of our legends are about what they've achieved in the past and how actually how bad their memory is of, of some of, of their, uh, you know, more headline-grabbing acts. So, you know, you've picked up Commonwealth medals, you've world team championships, world doubles championship medals, a host of national titles. Are there any performances or wins or losses even that, that stand out beyond the rest? Um, yeah, definitely for me, um, the Commonwealth Games in 2006 in, in Melbourne. So um, I got bronze, picked up a bronze in the single. So I beat Nicole Davis for the third, fourth playoff. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd, I'd sort of come out come away with a medal in the singles. I trained, I trained quite hard for it, but the competition was just really strong. And I sort of sacrificed and maybe it sort of, four to six tournaments overseas just to prepare for the Commonwealth Games. So, but even though I'd done all the training and been at home the whole time with my team, you know, they were still, you know, pretty amazing. And Nicole was probably, possibly number one in the world at the time. So when I went into that bronze medal match, I was like, oh, you know, you know, I hope I get some points. It'd be cool if I get a game, <laughs> you know, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, being at the Commonwealth Games, you just raise your level because the team around you, it's not just your your family and friends watching, it's actually the the bigger team and, you know, the whole of New Zealand watching you. So, um, yeah, so that, that, that was really amazing. Um, another one was I beat Nicole David again another time at the World Champs when I think she was world champion maybe the year before. And my parents were there. So they, they um, went to the World Cup in 2007 to France and that's when New Zealand sort of had their shock, the All Blacks had their shock exit, I think. Um, 2007. Yeah, 2007, is that right? The World Cup? Yeah, so Nicole had won... Yeah, Nicole had won the World Championships the two prior years. And and for those who don't know the sport, she only went on to win six more World Championships. So Nicole David was kind of, you know, the business. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. I lost to her like, I don't know, 13 times before I finally beat her. But my parents were there in France watching me. That was just really amazing because usually it's just one other friend of my, on the tour watching me, no coaches. You know, but they were there and I was so disappointed for them because I've been on this um, trip to watch the All Blacks at the World Cup and obviously they lost and they were disappointed and you know, kind of a bit sad about that. Um, but then they came to Spain to watch me play and I yeah, beat Nicole David when I was there. So... Probably had, yeah, my biggest wins really when my parents and my family were with me. Um, oh, so it's awesome. sort of a shame they couldn't travel with me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, Shelley, we, we actually, we're asking our listeners at the moment, just, um, you know, with the, the sad passing of uh, um, Sir uh, Murray Halberg, um, we're mm. asking them who would they love to spend a dinner with 
either living or deceased sports person. Do you have that person in your mind? Oh, yeah, I thought... It's a I tough one to Sir answer straight away, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's really hard. I thought about Sir Mario back to um, this, well, when he passed, because I've just been putting in some nominations, because I work for Scotia Zealand. I'm a HC yeah. manager for Scotia Zealand. So we just put in our Halberg nominations for Paul Cole and Joel King for, for next year. So, yeah, sort of, yeah, sort of been doing that all, all this week. And, yeah, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, I, I found it really sad. Yeah, of hearing of him passing. Um, but for me, oh, jeez. Oh. It's a tough one, oh, isn't no, it? It really is really... a tough one. Oh, that is really tough. Oh, jeez. I might have to park that. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have you, to answer it. Tell yeah. me what you can do as we wrap this up. Um, we wanted to get into what you are doing currently now. And perfect segue. You've brought it up yourself. Still heavily involved in the sport at the pointy end. We are seeing a, a really fabulous run um, from our, our leading uh, squash players. You know, for, to those who don't know the sport in and out, try to give some context, you know, what we are seeing from, from our number one players <laughs> at the moment, you think? Yeah, they're doing amazing well. Like, um, Paul Cole, he, he was world number one in March this year um, for, for, for a couple of months and the first men's world number one that we've had for forever. Um, so that was really amazing. He's won, he's won the British Open two years in a row now. He won our first squash Commonwealth Gold Gold medal in the singles. Um, and then, of course, we've got Joel King, who's been at the top of the top of the game in squash in New Zealand and the world for about 10 years now. And, um, yeah, just really just flying the flag for us in squash in New Zealand. And we had the New Zealand Open, which is the first time we've had for 30 years in Tauranga, about three weeks ago, and they both come back for it, and we and oh yeah, it was just amazing. It's just, we've got a lot more coverage now, which is great, great for squash. <laughs> um, we've got seven emerging pros overseas as well touring, so so they've come through COVID. Um, they've kept playing, which has been awesome. They were stuck in New Zealand for you know two years, but we managed to sort of keep them going with our domestic tournament scene, and now we've got eight players overseas playing. So. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we're really happy with where the sport is at right now in New Zealand and overseas. Shelley, one of the things, the toughest things at the moment is sports competing with other sports. You know, we've seen a drop-off in rugby um, and cricket, the big sports. Um, indoor, indoor sports uh, like basketball uh, becoming increasingly popular. Um, do you find the numbers in squash... Um, you know, A, what are you doing to increase those numbers? And B, what are the numbers like? Are there a lot of young kids taking up the game? Um, our numbers, um, we've got a really good, uh, sort of, we've got a club system over here in, in New Zealand. So our numbers are up 10% in the past two years. But that's oh, not wow. taking into consideration, consideration the population growth. So we're probably maybe 5% up, which is really, really good. And I think the profile of squash with Paul and Joel doing so well has definitely helped doing well at the Commonwealth Games, um, you know, doing well in the professional circle, being in the media a little bit more, being on TV. You know, I, I really think it does make a difference. And it's probably a lot of people coming back to the game that possibly paid 20 or 30 years ago coming back to the game or introducing their children or grandchildren to the game as well. Um, yeah, so, so we're up, up a little bit. We're always, of course, looking for more participation opportunities. We have yeah. dropped a little bit in female um, youth, youth especially female, 
So we're going to, it's a priority for ours in the next couple of years. We've got a sort of junior program uh, group together and just trying to take, yeah, just get, make more of the youth aware of squash. A lot of people don't even know what squash is, unfortunately, the young kids. <laughs> um, they think it's kind of a form of tennis or it's sort of, oh, I just actually don't know what it is. So we want to try and take, um, yeah, the sport to schools and also make, make use of all the clubs that we have around New Zealand. We've got 190 clubs in New Zealand, um, you know, so make use of those clubs that are next near schools, like walking distance from schools and trying to connect the schools and, and the clubs a little bit more. Um, but then you need vibrant clubs for that as well and you need good coaches and you need volunteers and clubs. So, and a lot of people are quite time-pressed at the moment. So, yeah, it's a bit of, it, it's tough, like other sports as well. But, um, yeah, we just have to keep going. We just want to keep our sport alive and, and people just playing the game because it is fun. It is fun to play. Well, Shelley, thanks so much for dropping by, sharing, shedding some light on your own career, what's happening in the sport at the moment. Good luck for the next chapter. Uh, it's been really enjoyable having you on the, the program. Thanks so much, and good luck for the teenage years. If they go to balls at age 10, you've got, you've got trouble ahead. <laughs> thanks a lot, Shelley. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Thank you. Shelley Kitchen joining us on the program. Uh, great to get to her uh, insights uh, to her own career and what's happening with squash. Part of our Saturday session Legion segment.